are you looking to start a podcast like this? Anchor makes it super easy to get started with recording and automatically distributing your podcast to the most popular platforms all for free. You can create podcasts from your phone, computers, or bring in pre-recorded episodes and overlay them with free background tracks. Make money easily with no minimum listenership requirement. It is the podcast platform for all. Download the free app today from your app stores or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to This Dev Life, the podcast for developers where we talk about the daily life of developers, challenges we face, and how we overcome these challenges every single day. Join me and let's have fun together. Hello, dear listeners. Welcome to another exciting episode of This Dev Life. Uh, last episode, we had Bakari Emmanuel on the show, and he talked all about his day as a developer, when he wakes up. I like his schedule. Sleeps from like 10 p.m. to 7 a.m. I wish I could be like that, really. Uh, but on this episode, uh, he won't be talking about his daily life, of course. He would be talking on a particular dev topic. So it's unscripted. So you talk on it for about 10 or 15 minutes. And of course, there's no stranger to also we don't need to introduce him anymore. If you missed the last episode, you can go ahead and actually watch it again or listen to it if you're listening to it on a podcast platform. If you're watching this video on YouTube, I will leave the description below and also in some of the cards above so you can watch out for all those markers. So, Backman, welcome back to the show. <laughs> yes, welcome back, Dara. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of funny. I'm, I'm like a show show guy, but I'm really a developer. <laughs> All right. So, are you ready for your dev topic? Ten or fifteen minutes? Yeah, actually. Yeah. All right. So your time starts in five, four, three, two, one, go. Okay. So, um, in my own case right now, uh, I'll be talking a lot about. Um, DevOps, because it's something I do. Um, potential career choice, always on it. Like, I'm pushing for it. You get one of those things that you spend a lot of time reading on. Um, so, uh, just like any software stack, like, you know, all these things they can be learned. Um, one of the things that people most times don't understand about DevOps or architecture or infrastructure in general is that, like, it's basically more of an experience thing as opposed to, like, you're doing things. So, um, I, will, I will explain that point in a bit. So let me just define like this, right? There are people who write code and there are people who run the code, right? So um, the people who write the code, write the code in means of understanding for performance, right? We all understand how to write the code. Although there comes challenges when that code begins to run at scale, right? Because now you've got higher requests per second, you've got like load hitting everything. You now need to take not just the code part and make it better, because sometimes the code might just be shitty, you get. But now you have to take it out and then plan around all the various services that make that code run efficiently, right? Change some stuff, put some stuff in to make it run faster, and then, you know, um, scale it out from there. So that's what a DevOps guy does. DevOps is not a stack, right? The way people would think about it, like the way you have like front-end engineering. Front-end engineering is not even like that. Front-end engineering has UI, UX. 
you've got your accessibility engineers, you know, um, you've got your um, designers and everything. So like it splits out in a different manner. Backend engineers also then you have you, you have backend engineers pretty is pretty much backend engineers pretty simple. For DevOps, just things like cloud operations. You have like machine learning operation guys. You have your NetOps guys. You have your DevSecOps guys, like developer security operations. Um, and like all these various people handle different parts of the architecture stack, right? A security operations person might look at ways to um, optimize checking for vulnerabilities in code, and making sure that you know um, they are set. If they are setting um, CVEs in you know various um, you know, working systems, like, you know, we can show that out. maybe, you know, there's something on Postgres, like some bug that, you know, allows you um overload the buffer, various things like that, yeah. So, like, um, these guys basically check for that and make sure that everything works fine. So that's who, like, a DevOps guy is, right? They make sure that things run at scale and things run at scale efficiently. So in my own case right now, if you were to ask me where I focus on, mine would be, like, virtualization. Um, containers, basically Linux sysadmin, not like Linux native sysadmin with tooling, like doing like C, writing C, understanding the Linux API, um, how various distros of Linux come with their various, um, you know, advantages, you get file system stuff, understanding networking from the Linux perspective, you know, things like um, various Linux libraries that handle it, Kubernetes. That's like where I focus on, right? Various other people focus on other places, but in general, we just cover one main stack called DevOps, right? And um, there's various literature in all these things. Like most of the time, people just write code. Sometimes I always say, take a step back, look at like literatures on these things. Like DevOps actually has papers. Like if you Google like papers on like how you know various things were architected, things like Docker, like the white papers. They're also like you know. The same way you have it in like machine learning, there's also like you know, literature for mm-hmm. DevOps, you know, Google releases a lot of them, Facebook releases a lot of them. So most times, like when you actually want to get into a certain stack, like, you know, that is quite broad like that, th- those are like the best places to read up these things. Um, you'll see various, and uh, yeah, and the one part I always wanted to correct is that most times people think DevOps guys don't code. Like DevOps guys code a lot. Like see most, the only thing is that the choice of, choice of the problem isn't exactly crud i'm actually throwing a shape there but then like it's not crud um it's more it's it's <laughs> i get it <laughs> yeah so like it's on so like it's so like it's on a different side of the perspective right um although in all stacks you write algorithms you always use algorithms in devops you have distributed systems Right, people actually have masters, PhDs in these things. It's not, and they write code like they write highly, like most of the things that you use. Um, although all these things are basically computer science stuff, most of all this stuff was that are really unnecessary in a way, even though I appreciate that. But DevOps guys write code a lot. The choice of stack is most times Go because Go is a um, low memory footprint, it's fast. You can like it was architected for systems engineering like you want to write code that would run on the server or do some stuff but it, but it needs to be low level but comprehensive to read that's where code works fine rust too is like that so you know various languages like that that's why devops engineer writes day to day right you, there's also a lot of python a lot of bash 
um, a lot of all those things scattered in between everywhere. Yes. But most times we write a lot of code. Most people just don't realize it. Or most DevOps engineers, at least natively, use tooling. It's unless there's a problem that actually requires you to write that much code. Um, and uh, generally, um, what do you call it? Um, it scales up like that. There are a lot of other DevOps engineers too. There's, you know, you have your sysadmins, you have your DB admins, your, you know, database administrators. They also do write a lot of code. You know, they might, you know, have it like that. But along the stack, you know, there are always two kinds of developers: those who use tooling and those who build the tooling. So, you know, it's always mixed. Yeah. You know, so, I prefer to build the tool. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, like, that's where the that's where the core experience comes in. Some people also improve it, so but most times you know it's still the same thing as building it. Also, open source software, um, you know, building things that wrap around it. So, majority of that is what um, a DevOps engineer works around, and it's not uncommon for a DevOps engineer to, because most times like they're like like as I always like to say, well, the guys that you know come to fix stuff that's broken already. So, um, most times, medium scale enterprises don't really need DevOps engineers because run it on a managed service like Heroku. So so in general, there aren't really always so many DevOps engineers or so many skilled DevOps engineers in the market because um, even I am speaking, like I know that um, if that, what do you call it, I can't just go work at a bank because I'm never going to do, rather, okay, fine, I'm, I'm, I'm Nigerian here and I'm trained subs, but Nigerian banks don't really have the you know, right choice of um, infrastructure to make you feel like you're doing the job. I just feel like, you know, I'm coming to work every day. Um, so, so, uh, so generally, uh, so like most times where, like you find those engineers, like some company that is running like large scale workloads, they could be, it, it could be data stuff, you know, elastic, all those kind of things could be, um, what they call Kafka, those kind of things. So, um, DevOps engineers also do work with those tools. They set them up, they understand how, you know, buffers on Kafka can cause your VM to be very slow. So you don't understand how to then, you know, what file system runs best in Kafka. There are some file systems that have very, very nice ways of writing buffers to disk. You get all these things together. You just pack them up in one big place and then, you know, you just like have like a certain skill set that's unique, but, you know, it's problem specific. You get it's not everywhere you always find it. So similar to the way um, a machine learning person, because I was this machine learning DevOps because I'm like the two um, what they call the most concrete um, stacks that I've at least tried to be them what they call it working. Like you know, it takes a lot of thinking. You need to know a lot of math. You need to you know understand how things scale on top of each other. You get so most times it's very 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 interesting space to work in. And there's literature in that department. So it's very, very nice to know that, okay, fine, I'm actually reading you know, something that was proofread and you know, critiqued by the community, you get professors, all those kind of things. Um, and then, you know, it works quite well there. So, so, that's, how, so that's just how I would say DevOps is um, in general. Um, I'm not sure if you have any questions for me or see any. Okay, so I, I'm just wondering the kind of DevOps I've been doing all my life that I've not written Go or Python. <laughs> yeah so yeah so so like so like um there are actually people who just do only tooling like cloud operations engineers their work is just reduce cloud spend optimize application performance on the cloud 
and you know choose the right tooling that you know makes the job work. So those are the guys that work with Google Cloud. So whenever a devil's engineer like I use Google Cloud, I use AWS, I just be like, okay, fine, yeah, cloud operations engineer. It's not like because DevOps is not really a stack, right? Like I said, mm-hmm. all, all encompassing, I'm a DevOps engineer. But where I focus on, you know, that's now is somewhere that you'll not be more explicit on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because because there's a lot in DevOps. There's a lot. Like like most times, like when you see people that are like very, very good, like most times it's wide. Very, very wide. Yeah, because yeah. most times, uh now for the customers I work on their DevOps project, uh now I don't actually yeah. I don't even understand whatever the code is. They just tell me it's updated in this language. It runs this the kind of database, it runs this kind of document processing, uh, this is the kind of keys we use and all that. And I think, okay, we join this with this, uh, and then I spec everything out. I don't have to understand whatever language they wrote it in. I just put everything together, yeah. help them optimize their process, push it out, and then we keep on learning from there. Yeah, like there's the architecture part, there's the CI/CD part, there's the automation part. You're writing Terraform, MHCL, you're writing this, you're writing that. So most times, like you're like everywhere, someone wants to run JavaScript, you have to build a container, make sure it's secure, understand how the node runtime works so that you know in case there are any problems with it, you understand which versions you choose, you know, because um CVEs registered, so you know you always need to be careful there when you know just picking any runtime. Uh, and various things like that. So, like that's how it is generally. Like there are not so many people that bother with that aspect because you know, um, like I said, it's like DevOps isn't really like mature in Nigeria to say. Like if it's backend engineering, like there are various communities that you know you see, you meet people that are telling you about it. Um, but like the entire like um, companies are adopting standards for it now. Nah, I've not seen it yet. Maybe they are a couple shabba yet. Like that do that much. Well, there are a couple of some I've worked with, but uh, not quite a lot of them because most of them actually think it's something they can buy. So I wanna buy DevOps. I'm like, hey dude, you don't buy DevOps? <laughs> uh, like yeah, like yeah, like because managed services, like it's all managed services, right? Like nobody wants like the best I've seen, like InterSwitch had on-prem data centers that they man like they manage their workloads in in the in like although it was needed because financial law state that you can't host data for finances in another company it always needs to be hosted within the country, uh, within the country that the company based yeah so that's so definitely they always needed that to get because they're a major payment and financier you get so um so like which had like data centers like they were running i think it was you know ibm mainframes like then when i passed by the networking and service room i'll be like this is me this is i'm supposed to be here what am i doing writing what am i doing no actually there it was java but man like i was like nah I, i'm not supposed to be doing this java stuff i'm supposed to be here right doing for far you know work although like i didn't go to them then i was like the devops guy then i used to work with alex really really great guy uh so like then like i was like his devops guy when there are issues and you need to go talk to the devops guys how can i be open can explain to them what we want this is what i want this is how you, this is how you then you can do the talking to them then right now we're doing feedback translation like so third party uh application <laughs> 
Yeah, so you get so so like pretty much like it doesn't feel like one of the first places that actually saw okay fine, yeah, like they put a lot of effort and money into getting it working. It was like it was actually quite okay. Right. Okay, so that's three minutes of DevOps with Bachman. Thanks very much for that. Uh, and I want to thank you for agreeing to come on the show. Even though it was a pretty short notice, you made it happen. I want to say thank you very much for that. And yeah, man. Like, it's cool. Yeah. I see now. I can find the call with the ladder. With the ladder. Oh, come on. I'm the one that will find the last last. <laughs> Uh, okay. Okay. okay so dear listeners thanks very much for joining us on this episode of this day of life we've had Bachman with us last week and this week and it's been an exciting time with him on the show i will enjoy him to join us again on next week's episode where we talk things dev and life You've been listening to This Dev Life, a podcast for developers by Darao Ladapo. Thanks for joining me on the show. I'll see you in the next episode.